My agent calls me and they're like, United are interested. I went, no way. Transferred to United at 20. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a statement. I was so nervous, like I can't even tell you how nervous I was. And then I went and played the game, I scored two. Won like four or five nil, I think, and it was just like the perfect day. But I think that's what made me a bit different because I was perfect with the boys. They always used to be like, oh, there's a girl in the pitch, I used to just smash her. I remember this Jersey guy, and honestly, the first time he had the ball in the centre mid, I just tired him. I was like, welcome to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you said? What was the step into moving into the Lionesses? My manager came into the gym one time and um, he was just like, oh, Serena wants to speak to you. Yeah, she was like, oh, I want to call you up for the next camp. And I thought, like, that's in that, that is insane. Like, yeah, to then be stepping on training pitches and being in and around them, it was just, like, incredible. All, like, leading up to World Cup, all we always spoke about on camp was World Cup. We were waiting, I think it was the 31st and maybe we got a call up. And she called me at, like, half nine. And I just knew. She just basically said that. I wasn't part of the 23, but she'd like to take me out to Australia. And I was, like, I was gutted. Like, I was like, got it, but that's the hard, hardest thing that's happened, like, so far. Um, it was special, but it makes you even more, like, hungry to when I get picked for the next yeah. one. Just at the end of the season, we sold out Wembley when I was playing a pick-up final, and it's just like, wow, like, it's incredible. It's like, what, 90,000 people there just watching our game. I was on the pitch, I was thinking, I've never played in front of this many people before. <laughs> our champion today is Maya. A female athlete that had to sacrifice everything in order to make a childhood dream come true. She packed her bags to age 16, moved away from her family, and by 20 became a Man United first team defender, then gained her first England cap for the Lionesses in November 2022. She's an inspiration for sport, women, and fueled with raw talent. Welcome to the show, Maya. Thank you. I literally feel like I'm sat opposite a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, because you say that, but... You are, let me just do a little recap on, on what you are currently doing. You are a first team Man United women's football player. Yeah. You've been selected for the Lionesses before. Yeah. You just got back from Australia. You were sent out on the reserves list. Like you are literally the definition of making <laughs> it right now. And how old are you? 21. 21? Yeah. When I was 21, I was just graduating uni. And <laughs> I know I'd... my mates are at uni and they're like, come down, come down. And I'm like, I can't, honestly, I can't. That's what I mean. You're laser focused. You're yeah. focusing on a career and it's, it's genuinely incredible to see. But I want to kind of dive in at the beginning because only now in the past couple of years, it's an ordinary women's football. It's yeah. getting traction. It's mm. being seen by people. You're getting filling stadiums. Yeah. Now it's the ordinary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy to be fair, like, just at the end of the season, we sold out Wembley when I was playing FA Cup final. And it's just like, wow, like it's incredible. There's like, what, 90,000 people there just watching our game. Like, I was on the pitch, I was thinking, I've never played in front of this many people before. <laughs> but yeah, like we sell out stadiums all the time. And I think especially the Lioness is doing so well. Obviously mm. winning the Euros last season is, it's been massive for us. And even before that, like it was, it was growing like massively and very quick as well. Mm. So yeah, and obviously I think with the World Cup that's just gone as well, it yeah. can keep... Um, Keep going. Keep, yeah, keep going up, yeah. What was that feeling like when you stepped onto that pitch with 90,000 people? How did that feel? Yeah, it was cool, you know. I re like it was it was incredible. I remember I was warming up. Um it was it was at Wembley and, and the sprinklers just came up and I got absolutely drenched. <laughs> I thought this isn't a good start to my first game at Wembley. <laughs> but yeah, no, I went in, got changed and then yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Um great experience. Uh, my family was there as well and um yeah, it was very cool to play an FA Cup final. Unlucky we we lost one nil, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was incredible. It's like, yeah, right now that you're making those breakthroughs and it is becoming more ordinary and it's incredible where we're at. But let's go back to being engaged for Mayo mm. as a child. 
Yeah. Yeah, you had a very ordinary dream. I want to be a football player. Yeah. Me as a boy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, every kid I was around wants to be a football mm. player, but there was all, I imagine your role, male, role models were probably males. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, obviously, when I was growing up, I, I'm from like a really small island by France and mm. like there was no girls football there. So I was just playing boys football. Um, and my dad, like he coached me from when I was four as well. So like, I didn't like, there was no women's playing football. I, I don't even think I knew that was, there was women's football going on in England. And at that time it wasn't big over here anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I just was playing and then playing at St. Martin's, my, um, my local team in Guernsey yeah. and then just playing with all the lads and just enjoying it. And yeah, when I was about 10 or 11, I was with Guernsey playing in Southampton. We went over to play a game and the coach there was like, oh, like, um, I actually wasn't supposed to be on that on that on the tour because they didn't pick me. But then um, some some lad like pulled out and I went in. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, "You need to like come over here and see if you can get into a team." So I like every like month or couple months I flew over um, mm -hmm. with my, with my mum and my dad and um, yeah, just tried to get recognised over here in the women's game. And I actually didn't get in the first trial that I played for Hampshire. Um, and then yeah, after that I had another trial and then got in then so. Is it like a little island off where? Yeah, is, where it's is like that? um, it's like by France, like underneath some like Brighton, Southampton, south of yeah. England, and then like next to France, like just to the side of it. It's a no island. one knows where it is. Yeah, just like sixty thousand people on it. Um, right. I left there when I was sixteen to go and play for Brighton. Um, so yeah, when I was sixteen, because I couldn't leave any earlier. I could, I would have left earlier, I think, if I was able to, but. I don't think my parents wanted me to go either. <laughs> the school and things. Uh, yeah, I had to finish school off. And I think, obviously, I had to do college as well to so be in the Brighton Academy. Right. Um, but I really wasn't there for college. I was just there for football. Like, yeah. I was just loving football there. But that's what I find most mental. you this girl on an island yeah. with 60,000 people. Yeah. Reality of it is there's no girls football team. Mm. You're dedicated to football. You don't really have any similar peers around you. Yeah. You're just this lone set, I'm going to go and be a woman's footballer. Yeah, I don't know what it was, to be fair. Like, I just love football. Like, I just love winning and being competitive and trying to win all the time. And, yeah, with the the guys that I used to play with, it was so much fun. And my mm. dad was, he played semi-pro as well. So he, he obviously knew about football and stuff and um, he played at a high level and then he was my coach. And, then I think we just enjoyed going to football together on a Saturday yeah. morning, training and then, like going to baguette shop, getting a baguette on the way. <laughs> <home>. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was it was really good. And um, I have a twin brother as well, and he hates football, so I Does don't even know like why. Like I just loved it so much. It's just something it just caught me. At school, I was just just literally thinking about football all the time, and just going gym. Like when I was a little bit older, um, at lunch, and then yeah, like people just weren't like weren't the same as me, and I just knew that I could go and do it. Like I just knew that I could do it. Um, and I was just waiting for that breakthrough when I was, um, when I could come over to England. But mm. when I was like maybe 12 or 13 and I was playing over in England like a couple of times a month, um, they said that I weren't allowed to do it anymore because I was missing so many training sessions. So I just went back home. I was just playing football again. And then um, obviously it was gutting to like find out that like, you can't play football in England, which mm. is what you want to do. You need to be in the pathway. So yeah, I went back home with Saints and Guernsey and just played football and then went to these regional camps in southwest England. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, got picked up by England, so. I feel like you're just yeah. glancing over that, though. So, like, you was age 12, 13, and you... Yeah. How did you get to the point where you was flying over to England? Was that for um, under... Yeah, it was with Hampshire, because I didn't get into the trial, and then I got in, and then, um, obviously, I don't live in England, so I couldn't, like, go to every training session, like, three times a week, because, yeah. like, I 
might as well just live over in England. And my, pa- and my parents couldn't, like, I have two brothers and a sister. Like, we have a big family, so I couldn't do that. And I wouldn't have wanted to do that anyway. Like, I wanted mm. to grow up back home. But I think that's what made me a bit different because I was playing football with the boys. Mm. Um, not just being in a girls' academy, which probably wouldn't have benefited me that much. Yeah. And then the boys that you played with back at home, how were they? Were they, did you feel alienated or were they very welcoming? Yeah, no, they were really welcoming, to be fair. Like, I was just another one of them, I think. Yeah. Um, like we used to go to Jersey sometimes and play and they always used to be like, oh, there's a girl on the pitch. I used to just smash him. <laughs> first tackle too, but <laughs> I remember this Jersey guy and like he was saying about it and honestly the first time he had the ball in sent it mid, I just clattered him. I was like, welcome to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you said? I didn't say that to him. That's what I thought and that's what yeah. I was going to do. Yeah, it was never real, like really an issue for me back home yeah. because everyone's so supportive, but sometimes if you went to Jersey or whatever... But yeah. standard. <laughs> was it always a bit of a weight in your shoulders? You like, I'm the girl, I need to prove myself here. Nah, not no. really. Well, I, li- I I don't know, I suppose. I'm quite like an easygoing person, so I don't really like mm. think too much. I just go and do it. Yeah. I just like take the jump and just do it anyway. Because what I'm hearing, risks, competitiveness, yeah. drive to succeed. Mm. The Was that coming from your family? Like you said, your father was yeah. semi-pro. Yeah. Did he coach you? What? Yeah, yeah. He's my coach from when I was four until I was 16. So I mm. left the island at 16. Yeah. But he coached me all the way through. So I think he takes a lot of credit for where I am now. But <laughs> yeah, my mum's very driven. And um, yeah, she does so much like for all us kids, like so much. And so does my dad. But um, yeah, my dad was sort of like the football footballing one. And my mum was like sort of making sure I was actually staying in track, yeah. <laughs> on track at school and stuff. But um, yeah, no, obviously my mum. And yeah. my dad, like, and all my family, to be fair, my granny, my nana, they're all so supportive. And, um, yeah, they, like, come and live to watch the games as well, which is really nice. It sounded like they just believed and supported. Yeah, well, it was, like, no one had ever done it before, apart mm. from Matt Latiss from Guernsey, but that was ages ago. And, like, it was a bit, like, we didn't know what we were doing, so we were kind of just going with the flow. Yeah. I think as a family, we're just, like, just go with the flow, just do it. Yeah. You just mentioned a funny name there, Matt Latiss. Yeah, like, he's from Guernsey, yeah. So same place, same kind of island. Yeah, yeah, I just said, no, nah, I'm not related. <laughs> but we like, probably are be... somewhere down the line, but I just say no because it's much easier. You <laughs> say small island, yeah, same name. Yeah. Like, that was got to beg the question, hasn't it, sometimes? Yeah, when I was at school, I went to, um, I was in the same class as his nephew. There's a lot of Letizia right. families back home, to be Is fair. There... So. You say when you're age 16, you've had this loving kind of supporting family, you're taking those risks, you're making it happen. To make your career, mm. age 16, you kind of have to make a leap, yeah. a leap of faith. Mm. What, what was that journey? Like, it was fine. Like, I moved over on my own. Um, and obviously at 16, it's still quite young to do that. But Really young? Yeah, I went into a host family. So I lived with another family for a bit. Well, up until I was 18. And then I moved into player accommodation because you can't obviously move into like a, into the player accommodation until you're 18. What, player um, accommodation? Player accommodation. Player, well, I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, it's just like when you move in with some of your teammates into a house oh, okay. that like Brighton... Brighton was sore um so yeah I was just in the host family and stuff and just like riding my bike to training and all that and <laughs> when it's like tipping it down but yeah I think that's what makes it like a cool like kind of journey yeah. like not everything's like great but mm. when you say host family so you've, you've got your, your mum and your dad and yeah. they're at home yeah yeah then you just move into a complete... into another family yeah what was that like weird <laughs> it's weird yeah honestly it's strange um but they were great. Like I moved into one and that was really good. And then they like moved house and then I had to do it all again and move into a different one. Right. But it was fine. Like, I don't know. I feel like when you're like wanting to do something, you just don't really think about like yeah. what else you're doing. Like yeah. when I look back now, I think, yeah, that was like pretty hard. 
but now I'm like, like it was fine because I was just focused on like I train most days. I just think about training and then go home, eat, sleep, yeah, and train again. Repeat. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for listening and give one of you loyal listeners a chance to win a year-long supply of Furosity to show appreciation for all your support. To enter, all you need to do is subscribe to our podcast on your favourite streaming platform and share your favourite episode on social media. But don't forget to tag us so we can see it. We really do appreciate you, and thank you for listening. We call it digs, so we're going to digs, yeah. (laughs) Um, We're going to digs and then stay there for a couple of years until we're old enough. And then you got into... Um, what was that name I called again? Paired accommodation or something? Um, player accommodation. Player accommodation. Yeah, I player thought you were saying paired. Oh no, like, no. Player yeah. accommodation, and then yeah. I guess you started meeting teammates from Brighton. And yeah, Hull. yeah. So I was training with twenty ones, and then um, I was in the first team when I was like seventeen. Yeah. So I already knew them, like, mm. and then I just was having to wait again until I was old enough to like go and stay with like in a clubhouse. Yeah. And all those times when you played in those unders, you you made captain, right? You got youngest player of the yeah. year or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Brighton, yeah. That, there's some incredible feats. They're like, they're yeah. signs for being first team Man United, right? <laughs> <laughs> that obviously. Yeah, so. obviously, like, um, my manager at Brighton, Hope Power, she put a lot of faith in me um, mm. and played me as a 17-year-old in the WSL against as I said, players that were a lot older than me and, you know, senior internationals. And I just... Yeah, I just went and did it and just played football like how I wanted to play. And um, yeah, I think I have a lot of kind of respect for Hope and like the chance that she gave me because not many managers would do that, playing such a young person um, in the first team. And obviously like Brighton, we weren't challenging at the top and sometimes we were trying to save our, save our lives down the bottom because only the first tier is, is professional where it was back then, not anymore. Mm. But um, so yeah, we were trying to stay up in that, but um, yeah, I loved it and I loved the challenge. How old are you at this point? Um, well, I was 17 when I went, uh, well, I was 16 when I went to Brighton, 17 when I was in first team and then left, transferred to United at 20. Transferred to United at 20. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a statement, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was cool. I remember I was I was just driving in Brighton and my agent calls me and they're like, oh, um, United are interested. I went, no way. I was like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true at all. And she, they were like, like, like seriously like they're interested yeah. I was like oh I was like well like that's cool like yeah. well, I don't know what you want me to do but I'm still in contract at Brighton so I can't do anything about it yeah yeah in the summer then they acted on it and I was still in, in my contract so they had to um they had to basically just buy me out my contract and then yeah Name I went on. inside for yeah sign for United it's a good feeling isn't it it was cool yeah like, yeah buy me out my contract <laughs> 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 I mean I didn't tell them to do it they spent their money on me so <laughs> um yeah, so I just did that and then, um, yeah, been mm. at United for a season now. Because yeah. United's one of those teams with so much heritage. I'm a United fan, like, oh, through nice. and through. Yeah. And <laughs> you look back at the days when I was a kid, I was looking at the David Beckhams, yeah. the gigs, the skulls. Yeah. And, like, was that like a, a dream come true moment? Um, yeah, obviously, like, it's a massive club. And, like, when I walked, walked in on the first day and I was having a look around, I thought, wow. Mm. Like, I, I went in and I was like, this is crazy. Like, you can just kind of feel, like, the history and stuff of the club and just feel how big the club is and obviously when you sign for them you have to you know you're playing for the shirt and you're playing for United and um they're a winning team and they always want to win so um there's obviously that that added pressure but I think that's what makes United so like a special club to be at and let's dive into that first moment you're selected to go on your first debut Mm. 
you were in the United shirt. Yeah. You've made all these sacrifices. Yeah. You've came from an <clears throat> island of 60,000 people. You've moved to new families, mm. been in Brighton. Mm. You've got the call. You moved up north. Yeah. You're now away from the sea. Yeah. You're in a northern city. Oh, God. I don't like living <laughs> up here. <laughs> Honestly. <Do you> no, <laughs> nah, it's all right. But yeah. I've never ever lived like not near the sea. Mm. So it's a bit weird for me. But yeah, it's all right. But then you're stepping onto that pitch. Yeah. Weight on your shoulders. Yeah, it was good. Like, I wasn't, when I signed for United, obviously, like, they have so many first team internationals and I wasn't first team at that at that point. And mm. I thought it was going to take me more time to kind of settle in and kind of, like, put my place in the team. Like, I didn't sign thinking I was going to play every game. I wanted to do that and, mm. I, and I really wanted to prove myself in pre-season, but I never thought that that would be the case. And then... Um, our manager Mark obviously put the team up the day before and I was in and I was like oh wow this is like this is crazy um, you're on yeah and I remember we were playing red in it it was like so I was so nervous like I can't even tell you how nervous I was and then um, none of my family were going to come over I like they just weren't coming um, I didn't even must have stuff stuff going on back home and then I drove in and my dad was like by the car park and I was like, Not oh surprised. God. <laughs> I, said to, I said, dad, I'm so nervous. He was like, you'll be fine. Mm. And then I went and played the game. I scored two from um, centre half at the back and then won like four or five nil, I think. And it was just like the perfect day. Yeah. Like, I couldn't have asked my debut to get any better. I got a clean sheet. Um, yeah. And just being on the pitch playing for United was, was really special. I seen that moment. It was insane. Yeah, like... I haven't scored any goals since. Yeah, <laughs> and I scored two on my debut. Yeah. Not one, two goals. Oh, it was so weird. It was so strange, honestly. Like, I'm not known for scoring goals. And yeah. obviously, I scored, I think the seasons before, I maybe scored one every season. Yeah. And then I don't even know, like, why it happened or yeah. how it happened. It just, yeah, happened. Because one was a header, wasn't it? And it was a hell of a yeah, header. Yeah, from um, corn, two from two corners. Two corners. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen myself up that, that end of the pitch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one was ahead and I think the other was a volley. Yeah. yeah and I, remember, cool. well, I remember watching it. It was like one of the celebrations. Your yeah. face just lit up. He's like... Yeah, well, I'm not expected to score, so I didn't yeah. know what to do. <laughs> and the moment I imagine like, your dad comes over and you had all those nerves. Yeah. Like, what was the moment, what went in your mindset when you had those nerves and you're getting onto that pitch? Like, How did you overcome them? Like, Was it the same tenacity of just coming over to the UK? Or was it different? What was the no, mindset? No, like, you have to be very calm and we have a game plan and you just have to think, what's my role within the game plan and how can I execute that to the best? So I was just focused on what we've been working on in the week and um, before like before every game, I'll always write down like um, what I want to do in the game, like the targets. I'm, like, I just think, oh, um, I don't know, have your shoulders open. like, And it's something small just so I can like link back to them and, and if I'm doing them, then that's all I can do and yeah. to try and like play my role as best as possible. And you bloody did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really yeah. did. And then... Talk to me then. The, the the in fact no actually let's go back to moving up away from Brighton. Yeah. Because again you just, in that island mm. Guernsey, coastalish yeah. town. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, in fact, I'm gonna crack open the uh, <laughs> champion. Have you tried this? I haven't though. That's really nice actually. What That's is, really nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's like. I have to get these nice. girls. Get the girls on them. They always drink like other energy drinks and stuff. Well, we'll give you a crate it's when nice, you leave. Yeah, we'll give nice you a crate. Time. But uh, what do you think it tastes like? It's like um tropical. Tropical. Like mango and passion fruit or something. Yeah, for me it's it's lilt. I just when I taste it's it, I'm what? Like, it feels oh, like Oh yeah, lilt. that drink, yeah. It's like the summer it's like taste of summer. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a nice. taste of summer. And um, speaking of summer, it's like coastal towns. Mm. You know, you've you've been Guernsey, then you go to Brighton. I love Brighton. Oh, what a place. It is such a friendly city. But what was mm. that like, that transition? Because again, you've you've keep sacrificing. Like to make the decision whether I wanted to go to United was very hard because obviously I was playing at Brighton like every game. Mm. And to know that I was going to go to a club that maybe I wouldn't play as much, I'd never experienced like not playing, mm. if that makes sense. So... I didn't know what that would be like. Um, but then, as I said before, I was just like, oh, I'm doing it. Let's yeah. just do it. Made the decision. Obviously, I had to tell told the manager and stuff and obviously United were then contacting Brighton because mm. obviously the transfer windows and your contracts and stuff, you're kind yeah. of, you're stuck. You can't really speak to um, like other clubs and that. But um, yeah, and then obviously came up to United and they were they had loads of support and stuff, helped me, helped me find a place and, yeah, I love my apartment, so it's great. I mean, like, we just go for coffee and stuff in yeah. town. It's um, just without the beach. Yeah. <laughs> there's a beach. Be, I've only ever driven to Liverpool once. Uh, yeah. Twice, actually. Formby. Yeah. Yeah. Formby. Is that the one with the sandbanks? Yeah. yeah Loads of them. Mm, Mocha loves it. I've got a dog called Mocha. You've got a dog uh, called Yeah. What, what, who is Mocha? Tell he's my dog. Him. He's a Cocker Spaniel. Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> yeah. how, old's, how old is he? He's one now. Okay. Oh, just over one, yeah. I feel but like he's a legend. I love him so much. Any obviously. dog's legend. Yeah, he's so cute. Like he's like whenever I come back from training, I'm just like, oh, like he's so he's just so sweet. He's so funny. He's such a dope. <laughs> he just falls off the sofa and that all the time. But yeah, he's he's a little legend. Is he kind of like your uh, family now, essentially? Because obviously, you, yeah, do you, you do live by yourself. Yeah, yeah, I live on my own. Yeah. So it's like obviously you made that yeah. difference. You made that move away. You yeah. by yourself. At least you've got that little dog to keep you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's so cute. Um, you come back and he's just so happy. He wants to go on, <laughs> on walkies. I want to see Honestly, this. sometimes I come back from training and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if my legs can move anymore. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, come on then, let's go. <laughs> he's <laughs> just looking at you. Walk, I want to walk, yeah. I want to walk. And I just walk him off lead because like, he's, he's bad on the lead. Mm. He just pulls and I'm like, I can't be arsed. He just runs around like to say hi to everyone, <laughs> likes to say hi to every dog, even if they're barking at him. I'm like, Mocha, like, come on, take a step back. <laughs> they don't want to say hi to you. <laughs> I'm pausing this podcast to bring to you Power Protein. Each bar has 20 grams of protein and 1.9 grams of sugar. And they come in two delicious tastes, caramel and chocolate fudge brownie. But I'm going to let the guests tell you how they taste. You can buy them on frosty.co.uk. Now, back to the podcast. You're playing at United. You've had one of the best debuts you could ever imagine. What was the step into moving into the Lionesses? Yeah, um, I never thought it would happen so quick. Um, especially for defenders, like, you don't get, obviously, I think, I don't know, it just seems to be the thing where you need a bit more experience before. Mm. Um you know, you get picked to play for England. And um, I don't know, I just feel like I was having a good season at United, playing every game and we were doing really well in the league. Um, like we were winning most matches and my manager came into the gym one time, um, one morning and I was in there. Um, it was, it was in no, I think it would have been in November. And um, he was just like, oh, Serena wants to speak to you. And I was like, what? Like Serena's mm. the um, head coach of the women's team. Yeah. and. Yeah, she was like, oh, I want to call you up for the next camp. And I thought, like, that's in that, that is insane. Like, okay, thank you. I, like, I didn't know what I was speechless. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know what to say. And yeah, it was my, it, we went to Spain um, and did like a friendlies and stuff. And my, my parents were coming out and my granny and my, and my brothers and sisters. And I said to them, I was like, why are you coming out? Like, I'm not going to play. 
like trust me I, I will not play like I won't play a game I won't even play a minute I'll just be there for training and experience and stuff which I was like if I, I don't even care if I wasn't playing at this point yeah. I just wanted to be there and be a part of the team and we were playing Norway and I think one of the girls I don't was it one of the girls said yeah one of the girls wasn't able to play um the day before like it was kind of here or there and she was just like man you're playing like you're starting I thought oh what? god yeah <laughs> I was like oh my god okay um so yeah played made, made my debut in November um played right back against Norway and yeah it was it was incredible and some of the media and that came out from Guernsey to cover the game which was really cool and yeah obviously my family was there too you must be like the local celebrity back home. <laughs> no. Surely. 60,000 no. people from Guernsey. Yeah. Oh, you're there. So you're yeah. I'm trying to, sometimes I'm like going for coffee or trying to go in a shop and they're like, oh, like, well, like you're doing so well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really supportive place, but yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a celebrity there yet. Yeah. <laughs> and what's it like being surrounded by like those types of peers? Obviously, the Lionesses, they're mm. pioneering the, the women's game. Yeah. Like it's it's got so popular, but what was it like in those moments where you're stepping up and you you just be surrounded by essentially inspiration? Yeah, right? exactly. Like especially when I was younger. Um, well, like even up until um, I actually got picked for them, I was like always looking to see like because I was looking at them because they were so good and they were at the top of their game and thinking, oh, like how can I? What are they doing that I need to be doing to mm. kind of get there? And yeah, to then be stepping on training pitches and being in and around them, it was just like incredible. And I was like oh wow like this is insane like yeah. I never thought this was going to happen so early anyway then this world cup comes around and you got yeah. made as a, as a reserve right mm. that's got to be a hard mindset yeah. to have it was like that's the hard, hardest thing that's happened like so far because um, I originally got picked three camps for the, the three like consecutive camps up mm. until the world cup so I was in November I was in Feb I was in April all like leading up to world cup all we, all we spoke about on camp was world cup so Obviously, I still wasn't sure, like, because I wasn't playing, like, all the time with England, mm. obviously. I played a game in April, I think it was. I um, started in the game there and did okay. But I thought I did, like, decent. Mm. We were waiting. I think it was the 31st and maybe we got a call-up. And it was between, like, 10 and 12, say, the call-up was. And she called me at, like, half nine. And I just knew. I was like, oh, like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to react? And I was at home. Um yeah, she called me and yeah, that was that. Yeah. She said that, um, well, she just basically said that I wasn't part of the 23, but she'd like to take me out to Australia. And I was like, I was gutted. Mm. Like, I was like gutted, but what can you do? How did you deal with that? Um, Not very well, to be fair. Like, yeah. I hadn't like experienced anything like it before. Like, growing up, obviously, like being from Guernsey and stuff, you have to break down barriers, but like it was always in my control so I could always do whatever I wanted to do but when it's not in your control like you can't be like oh like Serena please 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 pick me like yeah. I did everything I could to get picked for that squad and like I have no regrets from obviously like the lead up to it because honestly like there's not one one other thing that I thought I could have done um so yeah I didn't handle it very well I don't think but I just booked to go on holiday straight after and left the island and went to Greece. Um, right, okay. Yeah. Just had a holiday there with my mate. I, I guess that's probably a good thing to do because yeah. y if you didn't do that, I imagine you'd probably be sat at home and it'd be going around your head. Yeah, and especially like in Guernsey, it's so supportive, but everyone knows. Mm. So like when that team wasn't announced, like my phone was just like bang. Okay. So like I just turned off all my social media, deleted it all. Um, even when I was on holiday, went on anything. Um, and then just like left the island because it's a good thing and it's like 
sometimes it's like I like I'll go out and I just think everyone's looking at me. Yeah. Like I remember going out for coffee afterwards with my mum and my granny, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. And I just thought like everyone's just looking at me. Yeah. I bet they weren't. But I just thought like everyone is thinking, Oh, like I hope she's okay, blah blah blah. Um so I thought, Oh yeah, best just to leave. That's almost <laughs> Go like on holiday. your devils that are coming into your mindset. Yeah, your... Exactly, yeah. But no, it was difficult. Like well you said like that's the first time everything every everything up to that point, like yeah. playing with the boys team, you're like, Oh yeah, I'm just one of the boys. Yeah, Whereas exactly. This point was your first almost Yeah. Doubt and even in. like before, like when I was in youth, I played for England from when I was fourteen to obviously now and I've never not been picked for a camp. Mm. Like even in youth, like I'd never not been picked and I've I've always played. I was dreading it. Like I did not want to go. And I but I I knew I was gonna go, but I just was thinking this is gonna be so hard because everyone's gonna be buzzing about World Cup and it's gonna be me and this other girl, two of us on standby. Mm. Well, there was a keeper as well, so three of us on on standby and um yeah, it went but to be fair to them, like the girls and the staff, like they were incredible with us and just made us feel part of the team. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was on camp for a week, went home for a weekend, was on camp again in England for a week, went home for a weekend and then flew to Australia for a month. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was nice like that. you got over to Australia. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was an incredible place and just to mm. help the girls prepare for the World Cup, like it was special, but it makes you even more like hungry to when I get picked for the next yeah. one. I guess that's the, my, the mindset to have, isn't it? Like you're hungry, like, no, I was so close. Yeah. And that's not going to happen again. Exactly, yeah. And I'm... Um, like you're saying, the whole you felt like the whole world was watching you. As I seen on social media, everyone your following and support yeah. network, including mm. myself, were like everyone gives such nice messages. Yeah, it was really nice. Obviously, I didn't see it because I wasn't on social media. And then mm. I think, when did I go back on? Maybe when I went to camp or whatever. But my granny was always messaging me, being like, "May, like you should see, you should see this." Like she's on Facebook and everything, <laughs> telling me. And I'm like, "Oh, thanks, granny." Um, yeah. But yeah, no, the support was great, and I had loads of messages like saying that. Yeah. Obviously, they thought I'd, a, I'd had a, I'd had a great season, and um, yeah, but like you can't do anything about it. You just have to be like, mm. thanks, and yeah. And when you was in Australia, was it because I don't know when you you put your social media back on, but was it hard? Even though the, the team was great, and that's so nice to hear that fact that team's so supportive. Yeah, and you it feel was really still good. Part yeah. Of it. But did you ever have moments because the whole build up around the World Cup mm. and then. You're there and you are literally one of three people that mm. are the closest to touching it. Yeah. There's no one else right no, now. No, and like, obviously, you got to pack your bags for six weeks because you're on standby. So if someone gets injured, you're in. So you're always sort of like, oh, like, what's going to happen? Um, so yeah, you just have to pack your bags for six weeks and hope that you stay out. But then also, you'd only get put in if someone got injured and you didn't want an injury happen to any of, your, any of the girls. Of exactly. So. It was a really hard situation to be in, but I feel like I made the most out of it. And the other girl, um, Lucy Stan, I was with on standby. Like we were just having the best time ever, <laughs> <laughs> just exploring Australia and stuff. So um, yeah, no, it was it was bittersweet. Um, yeah. But yeah, they did so well. So yeah, they what can do, you do? really did do Unbelievable, well. Unbelievable, yeah. I mean, final. I know, like, yeah. It's winning the Euros, going yeah, to the they, final. Honestly, incredible. They've it's, done so uh, well. They're really putting England on the map. Yeah, <laughs> always. The, the girls are doing good. <laughs> the um, going to Australia. The did you get to do any fun bits while she was out there? Um, like you said you got to explore. Yeah, well, I was on camp for two weeks, I think, out there, or two and a bit weeks, and then after that, me and my mate went to Sydney and we like did some bits and bobs, and then um, went to a Lizzo concert like the day after camp, and that was that was sick. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great time, um, and then yeah, and then she left and went back to England, and I continued like traveling around. 
um, Australia. So I went to Whitsundays up north, went to Byron Bay, yeah. back to Sydney, see my mates there. Um, you got mates over in Sydney? Yeah, it was weird. Like when I was in Greece, yeah. um, me and my friend were there and then um, we went on a boat trip and like we just made best mates with these two Aussies. It was so weird. And then when you went over to yeah. Aussie, you was like... like... We literally spent the rest of the holiday with... Well, they went to... We were doing like island hopping and they mm. went to a different island. But like the time that we were in the island together, we just spent all the time together. And then um, it was so weird. Like we just kept in touch, like all four of us. Um, and then, yeah, I went back to Australia, obviously. And I um, stayed with yeah. my mate. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Which islands did you hop to, by the way? Because I love Um I went to Santorini first. Mm-hmm. Then... Milos, which is unreal. I Milos. love it. Yeah, I no. think it's pronounced like Milos or something. Oh, okay. I don't know, but it was amazing. Like we got a quad and just like at the time of our life. And then I went to Mykonos after and that was cool. Mykonos is Mykonos. Yeah, it's What cool, happens yeah. in Mykonos stays yeah. in Mykonos. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. I love Greece. Yeah, the, um, and then the moment where you then unfortunately come home, mm. but like you say, bittersweet because you, you, you don't want your friends to get injured. You want yeah. them that they're, they're there. But coming back to the UK... What what was I imagine there was emotions? Did they was that like another hurdle? Was it like a peak and trough? Did it come back? Um, yeah. Well, I came back and then had like three four days, um, and then I was straight back in preseason with United. Okay. Um, and like during the like three four days, obviously I was a bit jet lagged, and Dad came back over with my dog because I took my dog back home to Guernsey. Um, he had the time of his life to be that good summer. <laughs> um, yeah, dad and my little brother, little sister came over, um, sorted out my stuff, like, unpacked all the bags and mm. that, and then literally was just straight back to training. Yeah. Um, it was nice to be in a different environment, obviously, but it was also hard because the World Cup was still going on. Mm. So it was like, it was hard, but... Because yeah. it's all over the news. Yeah, it's it everywhere, yeah. But you can use that as a, I imagine, and you probably will, knowing your personality traits. Yeah. You're just going to let not let that defeat you. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, it's what it is now. Yeah. Um, the girls did amazing, so... Um, yeah. That was, that was good to see, that they did so well. And, yeah, as I said before, it yeah. just makes you hungry to be a part of the next one. Yeah. It's awesome to see. Honestly, I, these guys won't be able to see it, but when we was, build, we was building the set when yeah. the final was happening. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was a Sunday, wasn't it? Um, it was on a Sunday. Was it on a Sunday? It was on a Sunday, I think. Everyone's nodding their heads, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a Sunday because, so, yeah, I traded Saturday and then we had Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Sunday, Monday. Oh, that's it. Yeah, so we was literally half built, like Tyson's half on the wall. And, <laughs> and then we're like, oh, no, the game's on. There's yeah. a big TV there with all the monitors. And we switched oh, it all. Oh, that's so cool. And all the crew just sat there. We took a two-hour <laughs> break, watched the game. Yeah. And obviously it was unfortunate with the, yeah. the end result, but the Spain did play very well. So They were incredible. Like, um, they were doing rondos in the corner. I was thinking, wow, you're one and a half in the World Cup. Finally, you're playing rondos in the corner. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, they were a very good team. And I was lucky enough to play with Honor, who's playing right back for Spain. And... Mm world-class player and yeah she deserves that yeah well honestly it's been a, a, a genuine pleasure trying oh, to you. you um I, i'm like i said at the start i feel like i'm opposite a star. <laughs> and no honestly i'm not at all <laughs> yeah you still, but that's brilliant that's a brilliant mindset to yeah. have because you like you say power of the ordinary mm. our idea of this the power comes from ordinary moments and you are the most ordinary down-to-earth person mm. there is and i definitely want to see pictures of mocha <laughs> he's so clean yeah. jody's like it jody, um, jody and ellie look after yeah. mocha all the time yeah. honestly for the people that's listening every single day basically when i'm at football <laughs> jody's got him jody's the one that's currently filming all of this right yeah. now she's holding the camera right there <laughs> i would i would face it too but i can't <laughs> yeah. um but um he yeah. loves them. before we run away um, are you into pro? Obviously, sport. Are you into protein bars? 
like yeah. protein bars. Yeah. I have right here two got my new teeth products. In. You got your teeth in? What's yeah, that? I got What's my retainers in. I got my Invisalign in. Oh, so you, I didn't Money. know you had an Invisalign. Oh, I was <laughs> really? Gonna, yeah. I, I take one away with me there. You take one away? Yeah, definitely. Because I was going to do a taste test, but I'll give you two of these. Yeah. Thank you. And then oh. they're I always need protein bars, so this is great. Yeah. You should take them from football. <laughs> Honestly, we've had everyone that's came on here so far, we've had like Olympians and stuff. Like oh, just, really? just, just taste test it and we're like Yeah. And honestly, it has had glowing reviews. Really? I'll so let you know when I try do, it. Do genuinely let us know. Yeah, well, I definitely will, yeah. And then um we've got oh, chocolate fudge brownie. Mm. I love it when things like are supposed to be unhealthy but they're healthy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> I'm like, oh I don't thing. feel bad anymore. It's like they taste like the goodness that you yeah. want, but actually they're giving you the protein. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Low yeah. in sugars. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying these episodes, let us know by subscribing to whichever channel you're listening through. It makes a huge difference and allows us to grow and bring you better content. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>